Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 132 of Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the tarot-loving creatrix behind Kick-Ass Switch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that back at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode, back on Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> I always start these shows the same way, um, and I can always tell when it's going to be a good, in a good show, either that or I'm going to trip over my tongue a lot because I'm so excited. One or the other. It could go either way. Um, when I start, like, yippity-bitty-bitty-bitty-bitty-bitty-bitty-bitty-bitty-bitty-bitty-bitty-bitty-bitty-bitty-bitty-bitty-bitty-bitty-bitty-bitty-bitty-bitty-bitty-bitty-
how you use it, your mind. Um, and Miranda, you are not the only one coining awesome tarot terms lately with your suit of the soul, which I'm telling you right now, I'm totally going to steal. <laughs> A little seven of swords action. I'm stealing your awesome bit of terminology. But I also came up with one myself yesterday when I referred to the queen of swords as my tarot totem, like right as I was writing it, I was like, yay, I have a totem because I'm not really, not much of an animal totem person. I have my favorite animal totems and totems are such a thing and people ask you that, you know, like, oh, what's your animal totem? <laughs> um, and there's like tree totems now and plant totems or whatever. And I'm always like, I don't have one. I love trees. I love plants. I love animals. And I definitely have my favorites. But I don't know that I have a totem. But when I wrote tarot totem and the queen of swords, I was like, oh, I have a totem. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so cool. I'm so witchy. Um, I wear a Queen of Swords necklace from the Tarot Illuminati, which is my daily go-to deck. And um, I wrote a piece for the Goddess Diaries in defense of Athena, and that really um, has a lot to do with how I feel about the Queen of Swords, too. So you can go check that out if you want some time. And it's also why I named the Wheel of the Year that I lead the Psycho-Spiritual Wheel of the Year, even though it's a total mouthful. <laughs> Sometimes I regret naming it that when I have to say it, and I feel like such a goomba. Um, but Psycho-Spiritual, you know, that's that's my practice. My practice is Psycho-Spiritual. My magic is Psycho-Spiritual. My religion, my philosophy, the point where psychology and spirituality meet is of the most interest to me and I think the two play off each other so well they're so interesting to me and in case you did not read yesterday's or get yesterday's newsletter and I missed if you missed the announcement I have decided not to do Psycho Spiritual Wheel of the Year 2.0 which is going to be tarot themed I explained why so I won't be sucking up a lot of time here re-explaining that. But there will be no tarot-themed Wheel of the Year this year. I might do it another time. I'm just not doing it now. Um, but all October, we're going to be digging deep into the tarot. I'm going to have some awesome guests on the video show, Every Which Way That I Do, on YouTube. And um, I'm having Shauna Hill on the creator of the Galaxy Tone company that makes all those awesome tarot apps. I think that's going to be a really fun interview, and I think that's posting this Thursday if all goes well. You never know with Skype. It can be a little bit finicky, but that's the plan. So I'm going to ask her all about how she creates and why she creates those awesome tarot apps. And then later in the month, my neighbor and a very popular YouTube astrologer, Audrey Allison, is coming on to talk about why and how she incorporates tarot into her astrology reports. And I personally, I dabble in astrology more so this year than ever because it's a system that ties in so beautifully with tarot. And I love to play around with my scrying spheres and my pendulum, and my crystals, um, but really, I'm a straight-up tarot girl. All of that is like a distant 
second to tarot. That's what I really, really care about. Tarot is the life for me largely because of what I just said about this psycho-spiritual approach to life and magic, but also because I am a highly creative person and a major art lover, and the cards really speak to me that way. I also believe that they speak to everyone in a whole other way, a more valuable way even, which is via archetype and the incredible power of symbolism. Symbols and metaphor and archetypes have the ability to bypass the conscious mind, which is no easy thing to do, and get down into the subconscious layers that are otherwise really hard to access, especially as we move further and further into this information age that has, like, all of this awesome information coming at us so fast that we can barely, like, breathe because it's all so much and we want to take it all in at the same time. FYI, meditation is great for that. (laughs) But so is tarot. And fortune-telling. Fortune-telling is a term that used to be associated with tarot readers and has fallen out of fashion. A lot of people hate that term um, because fortune telling became shady business and something of a joke with, you know, the crazy cliched statements like, you will meet a tall, dark stranger that never came to fruition and were easily tossed away like so much garbage because you never did meet that tall, dark stranger that that fortune teller told you you were going to meet. (laughs) But I actually don't mind the term, and I find it can be accurate when you work with the cards as a personal development tool and a way to dip into those subconscious layers in order to better navigate the present, which shapes your future. And that way predicts your future or lack thereof. If you find a lack thereof in the present habits of thought and behavior, you have the privilege to choose again, to choose new habits of thought and behavior in the present, which therefore creates an entirely new future reality. And I hope you're following me. (laughs) I get really excited talking about tarot. I could just have a tarot podcast. And I think that's why people think that I'm a tarot reader. <laughs> I get asked that a lot. But no, I am not. I just read I just read for myself. Um but anyway, in that way that I just talked about how tarot is a fortune telling system of sorts, in that way it becomes a navigational system, a kind of map that can not only help you get a read on the future by connecting you to the present, but it's also, as I just outlined, a powerful tool for personal develop. So development. So yes, I am a fan. <laughs> and the and again, the reason I don't offer readings through Kick Ass Switch is even though I am super passionate about the cards, I only read them for myself because I see it as a personal development tool. I know other people use it in different ways, and you might prefer, uh, you know, getting your cards read from someone else because I know a lot of people think that, you know, you might read the cards. You might not have the discernment to read the cards accurately, and you might see what you want to see. So that's a reason to go to a tarot reader. I just don't offer that service. (laughs) 
One of the themes of the novel series I keep yammering on about is tarot, so I think that'll be a lot of fun. And my main character, she does read for other people. She's a tarot reader, so the cat's out of the bag on that. (laughs) And I guess I'm kind of living vicariously through her in that way. Again, using my imagination, which is the domain of swords. Swords represent the power of the mind. And let's just do all the, if you don't, this is called Tarot 101, so I guess I should hit the basics for those of you who don't know the tarot system. There's the major arcana which I will talk about in a video later in the month. I only have four episodes of Hippie Witch, so I'm sticking just to the minor arcana. There are 78 cards in a deck. There are four suits, and the major arcana makes up the first 22 cards, and that is what is known as the Fool's Journey. I'm going to be talking about it as your Soul's Journey and then the minor arcana is what I'm going to be talking about here on Hippie Witch, and that is the four suits. So each suit represents a different component, faculty, ability. <laughs> uh, what am I trying to say? Aspect to being a human. So let's say the swords represent the power of the mind. The suit of cups represent emotion and vibration. The suit of wands represent action and behavior and force of will. And the suit of pentacles, or coins, as they used to be called, represents your ability to receive and manifest in all things of this material plane. If you heard the series I did on the Witch's Pyramid way, way back in the day, I did a video on the Witch's Pyramid, I kind of recreated your standard Witch's Pyramid to suit my own beliefs about magic. And I, it just is what works for me. I happily share it with you. If it works for you, that's awesome. But the way I work with tarot is very much in alignment with the Witch's Pyramid. So if you want to go back and listen to those shows, there's four shows that I broke down on that theme in the same way I'm doing these, you know, the swords, cups, wands, <laughs> pentacles. Um, so I begin the witch's pyramid with the air element. And thusly, I order the suits in tarot. You know, usually, typically, the wands come first, but I just don't see it that way. Um, spirit and soul aside, strictly speaking of the four elements, I see it like this air, water, fire, earth. And the tarot suits I see as swords, cups, wands, pentacles. In that order, everything starts with the mind. And from there, there is a trickle-down effect, and that is how I perform magic. If I wanted to do a spell, that is how I would do it. I would start with the mind. Of course, there are always exceptions, ways of accessing the mind or emotions through the body, but this is this is just my system for doing magic. This is how I personally shape my reality, and so this is the paradigm that I choose to work with in all related systems and metaphors. <laughs> um, so from this perspective, you know, the mind is highly 
suggestible. You might think of like the Manchurian candidate or brainwashing cults. Um, and we all have a certain paradigm or sense of programming that we are acting out from that is shaping our reality much to most of our frustration. (laughs) A lot of us get very frustrated by that because we have a plan in our mind. We know what we want to do, and then we go around doing the exact opposite. That's because of the paradigm, the subconscious paradigm we're holding, the subconscious programming we're holding. This is what has you acting out of habit. Your subconscious mind is super powerful, and tarot, as I said, can access that. It can give you the keys that you need to unlock that. So the paradigm you are currently holding is, a paradigm is a collection of habitual thoughts, typically subconscious thoughts that influence your emotions and vibration, and consequently shape your behavior, which shapes your reality. That's awesome. I'm going to say that slowly, and I'm going to repeat myself. (laughs) A paradigm is a collection of habitual thoughts, typically subconscious thoughts that influence your emotions and vibration, and consequently shape your behavior, which shapes your reality. That paradigm is formed by your environment when you're very young and all through what is commonly referred to as your formative years. And it's pretty solid. It's fairly hard to change once it's been put in place. And when we're small children, when we're growing up, we really don't have a say in the program that is programmed into us. It is placed there by forces outside ourselves, sometimes, most often, against our will, Um, Not even most often. Most of the time we're not even thinking about it with our kids. We don't know any differently, so we just accept the programming. But for those of us who practice magic, we know that our entire lives are formative. These are our formative years if we so choose to make them that way. And by the power of the mind, we have that choice. By the power of the mind, we can create new habits of thought new patterns of emotion and vibration, new patterns of behavior, and an entirely new reality in that way that I just outlined, that trickle-down effect from your mind. So for most of us, that is an effort, a sustained effort even. It's a sustained effort for me. I'll just speak for myself. And it's not as simple as waving a magic wand and saying, abracadabra poof, but it can be done. Technically, it can be done in the blink of an eye or in a moment of satori, otherwise known as spontaneous enlightenment, which does happen occasionally. But we don't need to worry about becoming a channel for that kind of energy or wonder if we will ever be blessed with a moment like that because we have the power now to start today. We can start today in creating that change incrementally by shifting our paradigm, changing our habits of thought, which is where a system like tarot comes in, and most specifically the suit of swords. (laughs) Can you tell I'm a fan? When I get excited about something, I feel like I turn into like an evangelical preacher, like everybody, the power of the mind, queen of swords. (laughs) Ah, this is pure enthusiasm. I'm not preaching the truth. This is just what I enjoy talking about. Please always remember that. 
when you listen to these shows. Um, and I, I always welcome friendly debate or if you have a different thought that you want to share or something you want to add, hop on over to my Facebook page, shoot me an email, whatever. Um, I love the two-way conversation. I'm totally down for that. Um, Eric Silvermoon posted, I can't remember because I'm just paraphrasing, but it's something I'm sure we've all heard a jillion times, but it stuck in my mind um, last night on Twitter. He posted something about change does not happen to me, but for me. He's such a fluffy bunny, that damn Mr. Silvermoon. <laughs> such a positive thought. Change does not happen to me, but for me. I think that when you look at the suit of swords and you see how scary they look, um, that's a great thought to have. Maybe, you know, this card is not happening to me but for me. (laughs) Because if you look at the cards and ask, what is the gift in this? What is my soul? What is my subconscious? Let's say you're not even accessing your soul, which... I suspect you may be when you're reading tarot cards and you're in a meditative state, um, if you're calling in your guides and all of that. But let's just say you're accessing the subconscious mind for the atheists out there, for the skeptics out there. I think it at least does that. If you look at the cards and ask, what is the gift in this? Every card that shows a challenging image also contains the key to overcoming that obstacle. So if you look closely enough, if you study the card, it's not just like, you're doomed. It's like, look, this is what you're doing right now. These are the thoughts you're having, and if you don't change your habit of thought, if you don't start thinking a new thought, if you don't start focusing on something else, this, this is where the fortune telling comes in. This is your fortune. This is your future. This is the future you are creating with your now. So tarot is your friend. It is telling you what is up with your now, what your subconscious patterns of thought and belief are creating for you in the future, and it's giving you a choice. The ace of each suit typically represents the purest form of that element. So with the suit of swords, it's the element of air, and it represents the mind. So typically the ace of swords represents the pure, you know, pure thought. And then it evolves and gets more complex from there with each consecutive card, you know, culminating when we reach the ten of that suit, the ten of swords, which, funny enough, does not, in your typical interpretation, interpretation culminate in our favor when we reach the end of the masculine suits, the projecting suits of the wands and the swords, but then things turn out just dandy when we reach the end of the feminine cups and pentacles. <laughs> um, I don't see it that way, but that is typically, that's a good little tip to remember if you're just learning. That's a good Tarot 101 tip, is that typically at the end of the feminine suits of cups and pentacles, it culminates positively, and that would be at the 10. And then at the 10 of the masculine suits, it culminates in doom. (laughs) Um, But I don't see it like that because I'm a fluffy bunny. Um, I'm kind of overusing that term lately, but um, 
I just had someone leave me another crappy comment about how I'm a fluffy bunny, and I'm just like, dude, I embrace it. I love it. Shut up. Go away. Delete. Block. (laughs) What are you doing? Uh, Why are you here? Who are you? So the way I see it, let's look at the ten of swords. Typically, you have a guy who is dead, 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 poked through with ten swords, dead as a doornail on the beach. The key that I was talking about, the key that contains the secret to overcoming whatever obstacle in that card is going to be, every deck is a little bit different, but in the typical Rider Waite Smith system, you will see the sun is rising on the horizon. There is hope. And I like to think of the Ten of Swords as the place of no mind. No mind. You've killed the mind and you've reached that place of Zen the place of no thoughts, the place where the monkey mind has died and you are in peace and for at least enough time to refresh and begin again because in all death there is a new beginning. So maybe you have thought your way into the end of a friendship. Maybe you have wrecked your relationship by being paranoid and all up in your head or you know, fighting a war that you've built this whole story around in your mind and you've lost your job because of it, whatever. Now you have the chance to get to the place of no mind, to do a bit of meditating, to wipe the slate clean and begin again. So see how the Ten of Swords, it culminates in a positive way, in my perspective. It's a fresh, clean the slate, start again, take a deep breath, and let it go, let it die. That's how I see it. Um, And then I also happen to think that the Two of Swords, which is a card you'll see typically a woman blindfolded and she's holding two swords, I think it's kind of the perfect representative of the entire suit because to me it represents choice and, the you know, That's what I'm talking so much about. You have the choice in how you're going to perceive the cards. You have a choice in the habit of thought you're going to indulge in um, or allow to just run rampant subconsciously without being checked. You have the choice um, to choose again how you're going to think, how you're going to behave, what you're going to do, how you're going to interpret a card. So for me, that really represents this entire I think the three of swords is very interesting. Typically, you will see three swords piercing through a heart. I really like the Tarot Illuminati depiction of this because you see drops of blood coming down through the heart and the tips of those three swords and dropping into a turbulent ocean. And water represents emotion and so I love that because it really shows how thought leads to emotion and what you focus on creates your vibration it creates your emotion it creates the feeling that you have and the feeling other people are going to get when they hang out with you one of the most famous cards for being scary is the nine of swords But again, I don't think it's scary. It really typically represents anxiety. You'll see a woman laying in bed with nine swords on a wall behind her. And for me, the key is the bed and the fact that the swords aren't even touching her. So um, 
thanks to Kim Huggins, the author of the Companion Guide to the Tarot Illuminati, I started seeing this card as a message to get more sleep and stop worrying so much. So the Nine of Swords is the get more sleep and stop worrying so much card. Um, I love all the, I could sit here and go through all the cards, but I mentioned the Seven of Swords earlier, and the Seven of Swords, typically people see that as being about deception, like someone in your environment might be deceiving you, or you might be thinking you're getting away with something, but really you're not going to get away with it. I don't see it that way, always. Sometimes it could be that, but I also see it as a form of self-care, like stealing away time for yourself or taking back, calling back pieces of yourself. And a lot of times the person that's running away with the swords has a sly little smile, a very contented smile um, on his face even. And so I, I love that card. I, I When I get it, I'm always like, yeah, I'm going to take a little bit more time for myself. 60 seconds, oh boy. So Queen of Swords, love her. Um let me wrap this up. This is your last chance to get the Psycho Spirit Wheel of the Year as a whole. If you want to do it as a year and a day, right now is the time to do it because this is the last year I am doing it, and then I'm taking it offline. And um, so you can buy the modules, you know, one at a time as we go around the wheel, but this is your last chance to get the discount. You get 100 bucks off if you buy it now. So this is your last opportunity. If you want to do an entire Wheel of the Year with me, um, now is the time to do that. And until we meet again, I'll be back next week talking about the suit of cups. Much love to you. Peace.